0: Good morning, Thrive Church. How's everyone doing today? Yes. Yeah, so good to be with you today. In fact, this is the way I like to put it. I am jacked to be here with you. For everyone at our physical location, I am jacked to be with you online. So today, we're concluding our series in our um, series DNA Match. So this is it. We're wrapping it up today. So you came Uh, today on a perfect day. So if you would, turn in your copy of the best-selling book of all time, the Bible. Turn in your copy of God's Word to Matthew chapter 21. You know what we're going to be talking about today? We're going to be talking about entertainment versus engagement in church. In fact, the title of today's message is, "What." is an entertainment-driven church. Now, in 1991, there was this band that turned the music world upside down. This band changed music history. Now, if you think back to the 80s, the music was dominated by big hair metal bands who wore a lot of makeup, They wore tight spandex, as tight as you can get, right? Remember those days? And they played, I'm just going to say it, they played fake rock and roll music. It was totally fake. Totally fake. You know it was. But out of the Northwest came this band, all right? And they were pioneers of the grunge music movement. Now, the name of this band is Nirvana someone's clapping yeah let me say that again the name of that band was Nirvana if you like Nirvana come on now all right we've got some Nirvana fans in the house let me just say when you're thinking about the band Nirvana I am not responsible for any memories that are coming to you right now I am NOT responsible for that <laughs> So the song that was heard around the world, just let me me just say this too, Nirvana single-handedly overnight shut down all those glam rock bands overnight. They shut those makeup-wearing, spandex-wearing, glam fake rock bands down overnight. Who remembers that? Shut them down overnight. And the song that was heard around the world was a song that was called smells like teen spirit. And that song had a part in the course that went like this, here we are now, entertain us. So no matter how you feel about the band Nirvana, maybe there's some of you in here, you're saying, man, I've never even heard the name of that band, okay? No matter how you feel about them, no matter if you've never heard them or not, what Kurt Cobain sang about in that 1991 song, Smells Like Teen Spirits, uh, is what's true of you. And when I say you, I mean you, like every single person in here like you. And it's true of me, and it's true of the Western culture church today. As a matter of fact, that part of that song could be the mantra of the modern day church. No matter what style of church, that exist out there, it could be traditional, it could be mixed, it could be modern, this could ring true for that church. So I wanna give you a little historical uh, backdrop of these scriptures we're getting ready to jump into here in Matthew chapter 21. And before we get in those scriptures, I I just wanna say that believe it or not, Jesus had to battle this very thing in the first century long before there was ever a Christian church, all right? Long before there was ever a Christian church. See, Jesus, in these scriptures, prior to what we're getting ready to read, he wanted to bring his Jewish people, and he wanted to bring the Jewish religious leaders back into focus of what really, really mattered. You see, they had lost focus of their worship in the synagogue. They forgot all about and lost focus about what true worship was really supposed to be. So keep in mind that the Jews traveled to Jerusalem for three major festivals each year, all right? And the one that we're talking about now, this, this festival, this is the granddaddy of them all. We're, we're gonna be talking about the Passover. So they were all traveling to Jerusalem to celebrate how God had rescued the Israelites from Egypt many years Before, So picture this in your mind. So Jesus had just made his triumphal entry, and then he went to the Jewish temple. Now, before we jump in, I want you to keep in mind one thing. Realize, we have to realize what happened. The Jewish people had lost focus of what true worship was. So the temple was supposed to be a sacred place where people went to go worship God and praise God. Uh, It was supposed to be a sacred place. And what was going on is it had now become a place where it was just a place to capitalize and to take advantage of people. It was corrupt. So think about this, a place that was supposed to be a place to where they went to go worship God is now corrupt. And it's now a place to capitalize Three people. It was corrupt. So we see. All right, this is this is my thought. We see pictures of Jesus as this European guy in uh, pictures all all the time, right? Just calm European picture of Jesus. I want to see the picture of Jesus that these scriptures are going to talk about. In these scriptures, you're going to see Jesus have a holy anger, a righteous anger, and. I personally would like to see pictures of Jesus, more pictures of Jesus like that myself. And that's gonna make sense as soon as we uh, jump in to these scriptures. This is what Jesus said to them. He says, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer. My temple will be called a house of prayer, but, you have turned it into a den of these. Listen to this. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Jesus was healing people. And there's some people in here that need to be healed today physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I'm believing that Jesus is going to heal you today and give you exactly what it is that you need. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting. This is what the children were saying. Praise God for the son of David. Now listen to this part right here. Keep this in mind. But the leaders were indignant. So people were praising God. God was healing people in the temple. There were miracles happening. And look at the sentence here at the very end of the scripture. The leaders were indignant. You know what, the leaders, the religious leaders, they, were, they weren't moved by the miracles. They weren't, uh, they were unmoved by the praises. They didn't care about the corruption. They didn't care about the money changers. So you know what happened? Passover has become, become a spectacle of entertainment. It was more, let, let me say it like this, it was more like a state fair than it was a, for a place of worship. Now, it doesn't matter if a church has chairs, doesn't matter if the church has pews, right? And today, if we're, not, if we're honest, and if we're not careful, church can become that way for us, like what they were doing in the temple. It doesn't matter what songs we sing, it doesn't matter about, again, the pews and the chairs. It doesn't matter. Let me just say this. You know what? We're blessed to be a part of a church that has uh, haze as part of the service. You might not like the haze, but I'm going to tell you what. I love the haze, right? You might not like the very cool lights that we ha- have at Thrive Church, but I love the lights. I love the lights. You know You may not like all that, but you gotta keep in mind that we do that for one purpose, to keep the main thing, the main thing. What's the main thing? Keeping Jesus first in every single thing that we do. The lights and the haze, all right, are for people who are far from God to come into a place that they're used to coming to so that they may hear the gospel message that we're gonna share with them out of the greatest selling book of all time, the Bible, so they have an opportunity to accept the greatest gift in their entire life, the gift of salvation. So we gotta keep the main thing, the main thing. Now here at Thrive, my main job as a pastor, Pastor Kevin's main job, Pastor Keith's, all the pastors here at Thrive Church, everyone on staff, the main thing, is is the main thing is Jesus. And that's what we do. We keep the main thing, the main thing. It's about us putting people who are far away from God to Jesus so that they can live a life transformed in Christ. But you know what? It's not just what I have to do. Let me just change that. It's not just what I get to do. It's not just what all the pastors and all the staff we get to do. But you know what? You know what it's more about? It's about what you, every one of you, get to do here at our physical location. And it's about you, what you get to do online. It's about you. It's not all about us. If you come here and your mantra is, here we are now, entertain us, and you're not willing to get into the involved in the mission of Thrive Church, you don't wanna be engaged in the mission of Thrive Church. You know what, let me just say this, you're missing out on the greatest gift that God has given to you to use you to make a difference in our world. So today, what I wanna encourage everyone to do, I wanna encourage everyone in here that's not serving to get engaged in the mission here at Thrive Church it's such a great mission that we have now here if that's you and you're like man I want to get involved in today's um, today's engagement at Thrive Church and the mission of Thrive Church I want you to write this down today's our big idea this is for you the big idea is the church should be a night light not a night club come on now and to reiterate, listen to this, there's 85% of the churches in America who are platooning are declining. Now, most of those churches look at us and they think that because we have the cool lights, they think because we have the cool haze, right? They think because we have all that, that we're not engaged in the mission of the Great Commission but we are here at Thrive Church. And there's some of you guys here, I realize this, you may not like light the lights, you may not like the haze, but I want you to focus today on the mission of Thrive. And that's how you're gonna tell that we are a night light church, not a nightclub church. Now, when Christians get together and care nothing about praying for the lost, reaching the unchurched, or seeing lives transformed, guess what? You are not a nightlight church, you're a nightclub church. Look, Jesus faced this early in his ministry, right? Look at what he said to the Jews. Uh, he told them, hey, this is what you should be. You don't be nightclubish, be nightlightish. He said this in the scriptures. Look at this in these amazing scriptures. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Look, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds, he's talking about your good deeds, shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father, you know what? Jesus wants every single one in here. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. He wants you to be a night light Christian. You know what a night light does? Here's what a night light does it goes into darkness and it dispels darkness, it goes into a dark area and it brings light, it brings hope too the darkness. And you know what Jesus is calling you today? Maybe you've been thinking about serving, and you just haven't gotten around to it. You know what Jesus is calling you to do today? Everyone who's joining us, he's calling you to be a nightlight Christian. He wants to use you in your own unique and special way, so you can reach people that nobody else in this world can reach but you. He wants you to be a nightlight. He wants to take he wants you to take light into darkness. Entertainment is when you come and you treat church. Oh, don't hate me for this. When you come and treat church like a movie theater, you just come to be entertained. You just come uh, for your own pleasure. And that's as far as it will go. Now listen to this. I like what Philip Holmes said about entertainment. Listen to this. This is so truthful and it really speaks to me. He said, pursuing entertainment can be a cruel master. If we devote inordinate amounts of time, money, affection to anything, including entertainment, we will despise whatever draws us away. We have all been faced with the choice between spending time in prayer and in God's word and spending time with entertainment. We all face those battles, right? We've all faced that battle. At the crux of the these crossroads, the all-satisfying gift of Jesus is pit against the temporal promises of entertainment. Listen to this. This is a hard truth, man, but it's true. Whichever road is chosen increases hatred for the path denied. Ouch. I don't know about you, man, but that that's a good truth that hurts so good. When your whole life is built around being entertained and catered to, you will despise anything and anyone who draws you away from that. Look, I know that to be the truth. Why? Because I used to live my life like that before coming to Christ. I lived in the entertainment capital of the world, the entertainment city of the world. I lived in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I know what it's like to serve entertainment. It's destructive, it's deadly and there's absolutely no joy in it. So if if you want to check into today's message, but you're not checking in, but you want to be leaned into the message, here is why I want to encourage you to be leaned into the message right now. Lean into it as far as you can because if church is just a form of Christian entertainment, then you will forfeit true enjoyment Of God and His purposes. And you know what? You know what my greatest fear is for my church family here at Thrive and for my church family online and my Christian family all around the world? My greatest fear is this for you to miss out on the life that God has created you for and the joy that comes with serving God. Do you know? Do you know that there is no greater joy that you can ever experience except through actively sharing your faith in Jesus with others? It's the greatest joy you will ever experience. Money can't buy it. No material possessions could come close to that. If you want to live your life in ultimate joy, you gotta get involved in the mission of God. It's a divine gift that you can receive. And again, nothing can compare close to that. You know, I drove in today, as I'm driving in, I'm seeing people in the parking lot picking trash up. I see people washing the windows. I see people who are serving, um, making sure that the the chairs are straight. I see people serving in the nursery, people serving in the production, on the production team, on the worship team. And let me just say this, they're on our dream team, right? Everyone that serves is on our dream team. Do you know that every single thing that goes on here, any area that you serve in, when you see someone surrender their life to Christ, when you see someone get water baptized, you know what? If you're picking trash up in the parking lot, it's just as important as a job as it is what I'm doing right now. If you're parking people in the parking lot it's just as important as of a job as it is that I'm doing right now. It's a team effort. And you know what? Everyone who serves in here, we should be rejoicing and celebrating when people come to Christ and when people get water baptized. We should rejoice. We should celebrate that God would count us faithful to serve Him. So if you want To be someone who really is engaged in the mission and you want to be involved in the mission of God, you gotta know this about a nightclub Christian versus a nightlight Christian and how it results and is involved in the local church. Write this down. Here's the difference between a nightclub Christian and a nightlight Christian. Nightclub Christians, they use the local church for their pleasure. They just wanna come, they wanna meet up with friends, they wanna have a good time, they wanna hear the good music, they wanna hear the good preaching, but you know, they go home and that's about as far as they'll go, all right? Now, a night-like Christian, and go ahead and write this down. This is gold right here. night light Christians utilize their local church for purpose. They don't use the local church for pleasure. Yeah, when you come to Thrive Church, look, I have some of my greatest times when I'm here at church, right? Have fun, but it's not all about pleasure. They want to get involved in the church and they want to serve God and they want to be used for a purpose. So if you're gonna be a night light Christian, you have to make that choice today. If you wanna be a nightclub Christian, you gotta make that choice today. But I want to encourage you to make the choice, the greatest choice you'll ever make in your life to become a night light Christian and to let God use you to impact people's lives for an eternity Here's your action step. If you want to make that choice today, this is the step that you're going to need to take today. Now is the time. Today is the day to make this choice. Don't just be entertained. Engage in the mission. Be active in our serve team. Be a part of one of our small groups. Continue to invite people to church. And when they get here, we'll share the gospel message with them. Give financially to the mission here at Thrive Church. Give knowing that you're making an an internal impact in people's lives. I wanna encourage you to get engaged. Many people are in here today, maybe online, and you're thinking to yourself, man, you know what, I wanna get engaged, but I just don't feel like I have any talent. I don't feel like I have any giftings. Let me tell you, I once thought that when I first became a Christian, I had someone speak into my life and said the same thing that I wanna share with you. You have unique talents that God has given to you. You have new, unique giftings that God has given to you. And he wants you to take those gifts and talents to reach the people that only you can reach. You have everything it takes to get on a serve team and start serving God through Thrive Church. Look, Jesus had some nightclub Christians following him. And listen to what he said. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now, (laughs) I think Kurt Cobain got his idea to Smells Like Team Spirit from this passage. You know what I mean? In essence, what they were saying in these scriptures is here we are now. Entertain us, Jesus. So quickly, how do we move from an entertainment based believer to an engagement mindset believer? You got to ask yourself this question. I asked this question to myself every day. How do I do this? Ask yourself that question right now. First, you've got to choose the good mission over the good music and the good preaching. The reason we do a series like DNA Match is because most people would choose a church based on the music, the programs, the preaching. Now all that's important All that's important. In fact, I've never gone to a church before saying, wow, I hope they have the worst worship music I've ever experienced in my life. I've never gone and I've never said, wow, I hope the preaching is just terrible today. So all that is important. But you need to look beyond the surface. Beyond the surface of the haze and the cool lights. Beyond the great worship music, praise God, we've got great worship music here at Thrive and the good preaching we've got to look below the surface and we've got to look at the mission of this church that you attend and understand it and get engaged in it and you know what you have a perfect opportunity next week if you're thinking right now, man I want to get engaged, well next Sunday after our 1030 service here we have it the first Sunday of every month. We're having our Connect gathering. You wanna find out more about Thrive Church? Man, I wanna encourage you, go to our Connect gathering. Find out about the mission of Thrive Church and find out how you, you can get involved in the mission and how you can serve God through Thrive Church and how you can experience the greatest life ever. Next week, Get plugged in. Get engaged. Start experiencing an exciting life. So choose mission over just good music and good preaching. And finally, if you get anything today, I want you to get this. Take this home with you. Never forget this. And write this down. Look, don't do life alone. And never set alone. To be engaged in mission means that you're not just serving, that you're not just giving financially. I have been the most engaged in mission when I'm doing life with other believers. That's where the action's at. And a live on mission means more than just inviting someone to church. When you invite someone to church with you, invite them to sit with you. And you know what? God wants you to be a nightlight. I really want y'all to get this. God wants you to be a nightlight, and He wants you to invite your family. Maybe you're thinking, "I don't, I, I don't really want to sit next to my family." Invite them anyway, okay? <laughs> invite them anyway. He wants, you, He wants to use you as a nightlight at your job. Maybe you're the only nightlight there. He wants to use you wherever you go as a nightlight. Invite people to church. Invite them to sit with you. There's a guy that I met, his name is David. I met him at the gym, and I just, you know, I'm always at the gym praying, like, God, use me. I want to be a nightlight here at the gym. And you know, the cool thing about prayer is when you pray for people, God gives you the discernment. So I saw this one guy and I'm like, man, this guy looks stressed out. And I went up and I spoke to him. We developed, you know, a friendship. A couple weeks later, he came up to me. I'm working out. He says, hey man, I just want to share something with you. He said, you know that prayer that people pray, now I lay me down to sleep pray the Lord my soul to keep. I said, yeah, man, I knew that prayer. He says, you know, i pray that prayer every day. But i also pray that the Lord would take me in my sleep every single night because my life is miserable. I said, man, I am so sorry to hear that. I said, why don't you come in, come to church with me? Why don't you come and sit with me, man? I'd love to have you. He said, why would you invite me to church That's because I want you to come with me man I want you to meet people who are going to love you and, and, and care for you well you know David came to church and got plugged into like small groups and started reading his bible again then he, he told me he said, Mark I remember like before I got in this depression I remember I used to go to church but I haven't gone to church in a while And I remember I used to read my word almost every day, read the word of God almost every day. I remember I would go and I would share the gospel message with people. And he says, I'm thinking about when my depression hit, it's when I stopped doing those things. I said, brother, just start doing them again, man, that's it. Nothing hard, just start doing them again. I saw him Saturday, this past Saturday, I guess that was yesterday. (laughs) I saw him yesterday and he comes up to me and this dude's shining like a nightlight, right? Uh, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I've been reading my Bible every day. I've been reading the book of Acts today. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm in the book of Acts now, too. I'm reading through there. He's like, man, I've been sharing the gospel message with people. And, you know, Bible study, I'm in a family that loves me. And, man, Bible study, small groups are is awesome. Man, and this guy, I'm looking at this guy, and he was radiating. He was radiating. He was a nightlight. He was once spiritually dead, but now he's spiritually alive again. He was a whole different man. And he, you know what he told me? I want to get involved in church even more. I want to help people out. And I know what it's like to be depressed, and I know what it's like for God to bring me out of that depression, and I want to be a night light to this dark world. And We both just sat and talk, and we just... We worship God and we praise God. And man, I have more joy speaking to him than money can buy because he's in night light mode again. And that's what God is calling you to do, to be a night light Christian so that you can make impact in our world that's full of darkness. People are hurting, man, they need you. They need us, they need Thrive. Church, I can't make that decision for you. Only you can make that decision. But I want you to know this. God wants to use you to impact this world, and you have no idea how God wants to use you. He's going to use you in a great way if you make yourself available to Him. The question is, are you going to choose to be a nightlight Christian, or are you going to be making the choice that you're going to remain a night club Christian. Man, I want to encourage you to make the decision to be a night light Christian today. But that's something only God could do in your heart. So let's pray. Father God, I just come to you. There's so many people in here, Lord, right now. They have a desire to serve you. For the ones who are serving you, Father, continue to let the fire burn bright in our hearts to continue to serve you even more they already know the blessings of what it's like to serve you and the joy that comes with that god there's some people in here today watching online too they don't think that they have the gifts or the talents to serve you god I pray that you place in their heart that that's just not true They've got the unique gifts, the talents that you have given to them, Father. And you want them to use it to invest in other people's eternities and bring light to our world. Father, as we're in a mode of prayer, there's some in here and they're hearing about a nightlight Christian. They're hearing about a nightclub Christian, and they're saying to themselves, "Here at a physical location and online, I'm not even a Christian. What does that mean?" And they're feeling, their body's starting to sweat, the heart is beating faster. You know what that is? That is God speaking to you right now, and He's calling you into a relationship with Him. And the Word of God says that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess that with your mouth, you will be saved. Now, what does that mean? That means this. Today is your day of salvation. Now is the time. Today is the day to surrender your life to Jesus to turn away, to repent from that old life, that life that's not joyful, that life that you want to get out of, that you've been waiting to get out of, to come into the life that you want to have. Repent from your old lifestyle. Give your heart, give your life, give everything you are to Jesus just by saying this prayer. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come into my life. Take over my life. Show me the plans and the purpose that you created me for. God, give me the power to be the night light Christian to impact the world for you. I thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul.